0: So, hi, and welcome to the Handover podcast. Uh, our episode this week is going to be discussing Usher's Syndrome. And I've been really, really lucky to have two absolutely fantastic guests. And I'm going to kind of hand you over to them to introduce themselves. Hi
1: there. My name's Dan Joe Millen, and I have Usher's Syndrome.
2: Hi, I'm uh, Steve White. I'm a uh, trustee and co founder of uh, Cure
0: Usher, um, along with um, Joe Mill. So, Joe, could you tell me a little bit about your story and about Usher's syndrome?
1: Well, a lot of people might remember me from, in 2014, there was actually a YouTube clip that went viral, and it was actually the moment of my cochlear implant being switched on. It was absolutely bonkers, it was viewed by 12 million people just in a few weeks. Now, I have a condition called Usher syndrome. And this is the reason I was having the cochlear implant in the first place. Usher syndrome is the leading cause of combined in hearing and sight loss. And it's estimated about 10,000 people in the United Kingdom. It's classed as it a rare disease, but I don't think it's as rare as people say it is. I think it's just very, very little known about Ustis syndrome.
0: Steve, how did you kind of, how did this all happen for you and get involved with I, this? I was, I was, um,
2: a healthcare professional for, for 10 years. I was a, a rapid response paramedic in Durham, uh, working out of, um, UHND. And, um, even, even through that time, I never came across Usher syndrome at all. It was, I didn't even come across the, the words combined hearing and sight loss. You would see people walking past with a, with a cane maybe, um, it, it's just something that, that was not made aware to, to me as a, as a professional or, or, or as a member of the public, to be honest. Um, the, there's a, a certain sense of, um, not necessarily shame, but, um, I, I think people with Usher syndrome are quite exhausted. Um, they're, they're quite exhausted of having to, to explain themselves all the time. Uh, and And quite often they find it easier just not to say a thing at all. Yeah and just deal with one aspect of, of their condition. Most of the uh, people that have Usher syndrome are, are born with, with a, a hearing loss. Um, some, some people are born with a profound hearing loss and with not, not so much. The, the thing that ties them all together is the, is the fact that they are losing their peripheral vision to, it's, it's different, um, in the, the, the rate of loss. But essentially that that peripheral vision is is being lost every day. Joanne has 5% vision uh, left in in the centre now.
1: Um, It's um, it's astonishing to think I was diagnosed like over 30 years ago. And really I've had a lifetime of nobody knowing what my condition was. And that YouTube clip that went viral, that was, to me, that was the start of the story and it was the start of the of global awareness just starting to happen now with Essie Syndrome. If you Google Essie Syndrome, there's not really anything there before 2014. And I would like to think that 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 was the start of empowering people, empowering people to come forward and speak up about their condition. Now, I, I, I always say this because people are very uncomfortable with the term deafblind because it's very easy and it's a very lazy way to describe a condition. And probably this is what's happening with like a stereotypical view of what Usher syndrome is. And this is why I want to try to make a difference. Now, since 2014, we've set a charity and it's called Kira Usher. And I so a sense, I feel a certain sense of responsibility to do something about this, because I don't want another 30 years to pass with nobody knowing what the conduit to know.
0: How did you how did you go from obviously having that diagnosis 30 years ago to 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 the charity? what was the starting point of the charity, I guess is the question I'm asking.
1: Well, I j growing up and just for me, I was just somebody who was profoundly deaf. And I'd always like managed with like here and now. But obviously, site started to get worse. which is when I decided about having a cochlear implant, and I would say just from that moment that was just where I would being like interviewed by journalists all over the world. And they were asking about Usher syndrome, and nobody had heard of it. But I think that what prompting the charity to be established. and it was established in twenty eighteen.
0: How, did, think, you, how uh, did you
2: get involved? In, and I think there's a there's a, a a sense of Usher syndrome is just uh, is placed in amongst combined hearing and sight loss in, in the larger charities. There are, I mean, there's the charities Sense, DeafBlind UK, Retina UK, there are charities across the world. There's Foundation for Fighting Blindness uh, in America. All of these are, are, are sizable charities that do fantastic work, but, but there's so much going on that, that Usher Syndrome seems to lost in amongst the, 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 larger umbrella of retina, retinitis pigmentosa, which is the, per, the loss of peripheral vision due to oxidation of the, of the cones, the receptor cones on the retina. So people are, are, are sort of, they're forgotten. And this is, this was the thing that, well, they, they feel that they're forgotten. They're not forgotten. Of course they're not. But there's a sense of, 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 of a loss
0: and a misunderstanding uh, that, that, that nobody is, is aware of them. I mean, the thing for me that I find quite interesting about what you're saying there is when, when I kind of think about people who are deaf or, or, or blind, that feels like a massive range of it is, conditions that, that, and a massive yeah. range of impairment. That's right. They, and it's almost why, quite surprising that there's not yeah. more specific kind this, of this focus is why on certain yeah. conditions. This is why we, we are really,
2: I, well, personally, I, I cannot stand the term deaf blindness mm-hmm. because it's it's such a wide brush. It just pastes everybody. It's almost like you're, you're written off. You're deaf blind. That's it. Done. Yeah, it's, it, it's like, not. It's, that. Like it's so it, much.
1: Yeah, it's like doing something like um, like a final end yeah. last door. That's right. Yeah, you can, it leads to that. But, you know, I could be like, sort of, I could be in the 70s and the 80s and you can describe me as being deaf-blind. But you don't describe an 80-year-old with being diagnosed and by playing football. You don't diagnose me as being right. deaf-blind because you have all the like that emotional impact and it's just like, a, it, it had like a, a very negative effect it and it can be quite damaging. And this is like another thing that a child wants to do. It is like a very sad story, of course it is, but that is a positive. Element in having autism syndrome, when I was diagnosed thirty years ago, it's like I've been waiting to become blind. So it, I wouldn't. It ruined my life. Of course, it hadn't. But it's been like a big black cloud that's always been there, and it didn't have to be like that. No,
2: no, because it's it, it's such a it's it's a it's a finite term. Yeah, it's, there's, it's your sight loss is not there's a, there's graduations to it so there there yeah. is with with hearing loss too yeah. you find that most people have a hearing loss for all sorts of reasons mm-hmm. and and a lot of those people will have a sight loss for all sorts of reasons everybody has I mean, we both wear glasses. We all three of us in this <laughs> room wear glasses. Oh yeah, I'm, for, I'm, for I'm, I'm, My vision's reasons.
0: terrible. I'm, 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 <laughs> <but> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say yeah. that you were blind. No, no. But yeah. I've, I've, I've had glasses probably since I was about eleven. There you I've go. Had them yeah. Very very long. I'm, I'm lost without my glasses. So the, yeah. the
2: the the diagnosis of of Usher syndrome is 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 very, really important, and this is what what we've been driving for with genetic testing, mm. is to is to have that pathway then mapped out for the rest of your life or, or to, to help, to ease that pathway. Mm. So that, so that people in, in a position to help can help you better. It's, it, it, you know, they're more able to give you a, a,
0: mm-hmm. a, focused help. So, so just, just to kind of bring that in, just as you're talking about the lobbying and that side of things. Mm. So that's kind of where you are at now with, with, yeah. with, the kind of charity. So what's, what's that involved and um, how did that start to come about?
1: Well, one of the, the main things that we're focusing on is an awareness day, and this has been recognised by Northumbria NHS Foundation Trust as one of the first in the country. Now, the 2nd of March is actually the birth date of Charles Usher. Charles Usher was a Scottish ophthalmologist, and he identified the condition in 1914. And it's bonkers to think all these years later, very, very little known about the condition. This is probably like one of the main things that we're trying to do in government while well, trying to bring Asher syndrome into his curriculum for a healthcare professional.
2: There's, there's a paper that, that has been released uh, in 2020 by Lord Bethel. Uh, he's the minister behind it um, called the Genome Project um, with, the, with the aim of, of placing the UK in, as a world leader for genetic Medicine. quite how much of that money is left, uh, if any, we're not entirely sure. And this is part of what we're endeavouring to find out on the 1st of March when we are in uh, Westminster. We have a, a, an APPG, an all-party parliamentary group, that w- we founded for Usher Syndrome w- with uh, our chair, Alex, um, Alex Norris, the MP for Nottingham North. Um, the connection there is is uh, from... Uh, a previous connection that you made, Joe, wasn't it, mm-hmm. with the, which minister, the gift of hearing? The gift of hearing—that's yeah. right.
1: Uh, the gift of hearing. was a basically documentary that I studied, in, and it was um, taken here and to deaf children in Bangladesh, and um, it, was, it was wonderful because it won like the best Factory documentary, and it was just like a ripple effect because somebody that was in the premiere at the time was the public health minister. That's right. And this time, we were like linked to Alec Norris, who's now the chair of the old party parliamentary group, which is what I said before. All them back to that video. All, everything seemed to happen from then. Because even before Steve and I met, you you saw me on that video with my tartan trousers crying. That's right, yeah.
0: The Rupert trousers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. crying into your cornflakes. Crying
0: into my cornflakes at half past so, seven. So in the weirdly, I, I remember that.
1: And you remember I, that? I, I can you remember
0: visu- that? I can visually remember that. I can. Super, yeah picture yeah. that and I remember watching the documentary and I remember <laughs> kind of thinking, wow, this is quite yeah. awful stuff and really interesting. It, it, and, it is, isn't it? Uh, isn't it? Yeah. I it,
1: yeah. think it, it's, it's bonkers. Like the, it, it's, for me, it was just like a, a conversation that started nationwide and a lot of it was to do with music. And um, there was um, BBC's Dick Lauren Laverne and a very good friend of mine did like a playlist. And they did like sort of like fourteen songs and it was like sort of like one song for every year of my life that I might have missed out on. And it was just like, I said it was just like a conversation where people were recommending songs. But also I think it was more like an empathy where somebody could put themselves in my too and imagine a lifetime without music. And I think that was, um, it was just incredible. I think just to imagine I don't have that like sense just so important that I didn't realise how much music meant to people mm. talking about like memories and how like a, a particular song can come on and can take them back to being like a child or yeah. can remind them of their grandfather or
0: it's so
2: evocative and it yeah just... that's, the, that's the strange thing about this charity that, that, that we've, we've established is that it is a desperately sad story in one sense and, and you know my wife is is gradually losing her sight you know she's not only got a submit profound hearing loss, but she's gradually going blind. That's, that's, you know, when you really think about it, it is, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a pro- like you say, it's powerful stuff, but there's also an element, there's a playful element to it too. And that's, that's, you can see that in our, um, and our wonderful creative stuff that we've had made for us by, um, a healthcare communications company in Manchester. And um, they've been wonderful in animating our, uh, our, our our community and the patients that have come forward. Mm-hmm. I say patients, these are me. Yeah, 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 how else do you describe it? People, yeah. <laughs> people that have come forward that have this, that have Usher syndrome and that are connected to it too. You know, there's a, there's a playfulness to it because there, there has to be what, what choice have we got? Mm-hmm. It, I, I keep saying this to to people that I, that I talk to that, that, You know, nobody else is doing this really. And this is why the the charity was established was that, you know, those larger charities that are out there, Sense and Retina UK, that they all have usher services and it's fabulous what they're doing, but they can't do it all. And that's, you know, the, we've, yeah. we've invited people to, to this APPG to try and, you know, yeah. engender a, a, you know, a strong sense of yeah. community. Yeah, that's
1: why it's so welcome, because it's utter syndrome it's, specific. It's specific, exactly. It's like for yeah. Utter syndrome, right. rather than just like across the board of all different conditions. That's right. Because I say this, there's a lot of people out there, there's a lot of people with health conditions, you know, retinal. Mm. The deep condition but will have to be more specific that way. Why there's such a lack of awareness. Yeah. Now also a campaign is called the story of us. So it's like as you imagine, imaginary story of us, but us is like highlighter and it's fabulous. It's like Steve said talking about like the animation that all like people, all people from all different walks of life. And there's such a playful diversity to it that it's not just you're know, like one tight fist door, Everybody's really different. Yeah. And the same with hearing and sight loss. Some people hear better. Some people see better. And this is probably when you go back down to, to the healthcare professional or the public. When you meet somebody for the first time, everybody's different. But it's just about having an understanding. Now, it's absolutely crazy how nobody knows what the red stripe means on my mobility cane. And it's the same for like a harness on a guide dog and it had red and white sucker. Nobody knows that that means that they also have a hearing loss. And it's just, and, and this is like sort of, you can think about in hospitals and, and just walking around in the, the built environment. Just that simple thing. And I've always said what we're trying to achieve is very simple. It's not really changing the world. It's changing the quality of life for these people with ADHD syndrome just to have that condition recognised and what a difference it makes. Like if you meet somebody, and I've always said like sort of, um, it's like patient identification, because how can you expect the healthcare professional to know because you've said this in your previous work, Steve, haven't you? You meet somebody for the first time, yeah. and you try your best to just have a few signs to just like have like a, an insight into the patient's life.
2: Yeah, it's all—it's so difficult, isn't it? I know what you're you're going through. You know, you you're, t- you're t- especially. I've got to say, I'm, I'm kind of biased towards it, but you know, you know, if you're you're, you're called to to a patient. You, you go to their house. You know, your patient assessment begins when you get that job up on the TerraFix in the car or in the ambulance. You, you're already st- assessing that patient, and you turn up at the house. What, what's outside the house? Okay, what, what estate is it on? You know, all these are things that build up a picture of this person. Uh, and you know, it is desperately difficult because it, you know, the, the back of your mind, you, you have all this clinical stuff going on that, that you you know you have to treat this person for whatever ailment they have whatever you know whatever the issue is but the, you you can't forget that that this is a person i've seen it so many times there has been you know on a couple of occasions when i when you forget yourself and you look at a patient and you can see them they're a proper rabbit in the headlights it, it's just having that that sense of that empathy to be able to to put yourself in their shoes and, and think you know there's this this gentleman here Who's, who's got a bag and uh, a, uh, you know, there's a scary gas bottle next to me, you know, because it is, it's, it's, you know, none of this is normal. I'm in your bathroom at half past two in the morning asking you what your birth date is. What's normal about that? Absolutely nothing. On top of that, I can't see you very well. I haven't got my, I know my implants are in the drying box in my bedroom and the batteries are on charge. Do you know sign language? Can I lip you, read you well enough to, to, to work through this? these are, you know, uh, uh, have you picked up on the fact that there was you know, my cane was at the front door or my dog is here. It, 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 all these things are, you know, the, I know you kind of, like Joanne was saying, you, you cannot, you cannot know everything. You can't pick everything up, but this is just part of, part of life is just raising awareness. This is This is what we're passionate about is trying to raise awareness of Usher syndrome, of a, of a combined hearing and sight loss, and to, be, and to be able to empathize with that person. And I, I know it's you know desperately busy at the moment, you know, wards are rammed. You, you've got so much to do paperwork. I'm like, you know, this is the, the you know, four of five night shifts I'm on. I'm desperately tired myself. Thanks. And, but you can't, you, you, you cannot that. ignore it. Yeah.
1: I've always said that because, um, like for me personally, I mean, I've, I've given birth twice in my last five years and, um, I mean, I, I'm full of praise for all of those nurses and midwives because um, Teddy was born like six weeks early, this was like my first child. And the experience that I had could have been so much better because there was just like an incident, and I can still remember it very clearly, when I, I was sitting up in bed the next morning and I didn't even know whether he had made it through the night. And I remember sitting there feeling very, very lonely and I wanted to go down and see him. And and the nurse had no idea that I had syndrome because previously she'd seen me walking around and I didn't appear to have a vision law. And this is what it is because it's an invisible disability. I'm communicating, I'm talking, but we don't think that I'm there. And then it's the same with my vision loss. I've only got five percent, but I might still be able to go to the bathroom if I can see it It it's died in there. And this is what we were talking before about scanning the room. Yeah. And
2: Because that, that that's it's, it's wonderful watching Joanne in, in a new environment turning up at you know, you turn up at the at the door of, I don't know, a department store or a a cafe, a, a pub. Um and it it's it just twenty seconds just to scan the room with the 5% that she's got left. So imagine having a, um, I, I don't know, a kitchen roll mm-hmm. tube. It's you know, its not quite it's easy, even worse than a toilet roll. It's, it's, it's a long old tube, tiny little bit of vision at the end and you've got to scan that room and find out where I, well, there's a, there's a bench there, set of tables there. There's some steps over there going up and then it's on the door on the left. Okay. I've got it. And that's in there then. And this is, this is why people with Usher syndrome well, any sight loss, that they're generally yeah, quite just, tired at the end of the day because they've had to do that's, all that. That sounds exhausting. It, exactly, man. yeah.
1: Yeah. But what it would have meant just to say, would you like them to pause that's right. Yeah. It's like it's like that, because yeah, able bodied buddies maybe you just assume yeah, yeah. That, that you're okay. And yeah. I could have just walked downstairs but I couldn't. But it's I, a I difficult didn't, I, balance, didn't have, isn't I didn't have I didn't have my cane with that's me, right. me and, and vice versa. Yeah. And it would just, just like I said, it's nobody's fault. it just could have been so much better if I had been like more aware.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's part of the, the like the, the patient documentation. If there was just a little something on there, you know, like a little red white striped box mm-hmm. or something to say, this patient's got a, uh, you know, well, it has a Usher syndrome or it has it hearing and sight loss. Right. I know what to do there.
0: Okay. With that, just that is a really, really good point about the documentation and about because we don't we don't really highlight those sorts of mm. things mm. in in any documentation and in, in a variety of professionals. It's probably in the medical notes, but it might even be in the nursing notes. It should be care planned for, it, in my opinion. What was interesting to me was about the midwife not recognizing that. I'm mm-hmm. just curious, did that affect your trust <laughs> for the rest of your stay? Did that break that trust a little bit between you and the other health professionals?
1: I would probably say yes, unfortunately. Um, because I think I spent so much time having to explain about my condition to so the actual yeah. the actual reason of what we were supposed to have been talking about in the first place probably got me
2: Did yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah like to talk about me and how I'm feeling, not my condition. My condition's part of me, but right now we're talking about whether I'm okay and and just the fact that I just given birth and, and vice versa.
2: The the, the birth of our second child, I was there luckily throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole experience. It was wonderful, but it was also tinged with every, at every shift change, right? Here we go again. We're going to have to explain this. Joanne can't use the Entonox that well because of the way that she, she breathes. I'm pretty sure that that's, that's the reason that people with their hearing loss breathe differently. I, I mean, this might be something that I might have tripped on something that's <laughs> completely irrelevant, but, but it couldn't, we just could not get the, the Entonox to work. And the, coupled with the fact that she couldn't see very well. And that the, these, I mean, we tried our best with the implants on, it was, it was so difficult. to. And everyone's th- wearing masks. And yeah. Yeah, everyone's so wearing a mask. So you can only yeah. see a little bit of that. Could so had, we could
1: have had, could have had all these chats beforehand. Yeah, exactly. We could have just had yeah, like a, of a little bit more preparation, <laughs> like you <laughs> a better relationship right. with the midwife yeah. and the, I mean, the there whole was, journey.
2: There, there was no edge to it. There was, it, it wasn't like, you know, oh, oh God, she's back. You know, there, there's none of that. Of course there wasn't because it, you, you, you. this is why you're in this profession. Do you it. think there was almost like a, I don't know what to do here?
0: Oh, definitely! Like,
2: I know, I, I, absolutely, you know I, I, yeah. who who doesn't get, get their smartphone out or or goes goes to the desk and furiously googling Rausch syndrome? Oh Christ, what is it? Um, I haven't have it right. Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're fair enough, but but this is like like Joanne was saying before. It doesn't have to be like that. You, that it, it could be so much
0: easier. It Could be more streamlined. It could just be there, mm-hmm. done. Can I, can I ask you just those experiences that you've had with health? Was there somebody that was really good? Was there somebody that really stood out to you then? You oh, thought,
1: course. They,
0: they, they're really switched on. They know what yeah. they're doing.
1: Oh, definitely. But all they're, of very,
0: them really? they're very good.
1: they <laughs> very good when that stand out. Probably um, when I was probably six hours into labour, I went, labor, went home <laughs> and then somebody else came on and I had to do it all over again. That's when it became and um, I do. Um, I think it's just like a, it a, depends on how I'm feeling as well because I think there's like a certain responsibility on my part where I explain as well. But, but sometimes it's whether I just get a bit too tired and because of what was happening, I couldn't really be bothered to have to explain anymore. And not everybody is married to a former healthcare professional so he could explain. So if I had been been somebody else, and I have been told times and times again by. Other mother with that syndrome, and they've said that it was just an experience that we just wanted over it, mm-hmm. to get back home. And it's yeah. very a tender sadness because it didn't have to be like that. We're yeah. doing that again. Yeah. And and I I will say, especially the younger ones, especially the students that I've come across, they always seem to have that that pattern of wanting to know more. I think if you say something that's a bit different, yeah. you can say like that. That eye light up and the ear perk up as well. The do generally want to know more, yeah. and I, that gives me a lot of hope for like the next generation of healthcare professionals.
2: I I feel that there's a lot more empathy within the younger generation, for, for sure. I am mean, I'm saying that younger generation, crikey, but I'm- Cause I, we're getting old. Cause we're getting old Ian. That's what it is. I'm nearly 50, crikey. How yeah. did that? Who sanctioned that? Um,
1: not afraid to ask questions. Yeah, as well, I exactly. Like, yeah.
2: The, the, they're not afraid to admit that they're wrong and that's lovely. And that they're, 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 well, not necessarily wrong, but well, I just, oh, I didn't know that. But right. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Fine, go on. Not like um, trying to bluster through it. Uh, no. Uh, we'll, we'll, right. Okay. We'll do
0: this anyway. They're, they're willing to sit down and listen to you which is lovely there's a point isn't there i think where you, have, you look around and you think as a professional that you need to know everything and that yeah. if i don't know that that's me admitting you've failed i've failed yeah. i've done something wrong and there is a moment in that isn't there where you look around and you think actually i'm the senior person here and right. that everybody's that's looking it. at and I think that there's an element of that in that, isn't there? Whereas Definitely. as a student or as someone who's relatively junior, you've got no like preconceptions or mm-hmm. those sort of things. You don't know anything. So mm-hmm. everything you want to know is in there and you've got to ask yeah, and to be course, proactive yeah. and assertive.
1: Could everybody different. Like it also goes, they're all health conditions and just people' personality right. in general yes. and your beliefs cool. and your culture, and everything. We're all different. Nothing that would have boiled down to, didn't they? Taking those just few seconds to just think. about that person and trying to just get into their world for a few seconds. Because the
2: the core of it is that you're, you're doing this work because you care. You've, you've got to do. absolutely. Even the most hard-nosed, you know, people that, that, you know, you, you still care. And that's something that you must never forget is that you have that empathy in you. You have a soul. Of course you do. You're there to help other people. You've put yourself in a position, sometimes a dangerous position to help people out. And that's, you know, all the, all the clinical knowledge that you have is desperately important. Of course it is, but, but what is perhaps more important, and this was drummed into me by a a paramedic when I was in my training was, was you've got to care. You've got to have that element of empathy. You've got to make that person comfortable and never forget that. Making somebody to feel comfortable and feel that that, you, that they can trust you, that you have a, a, an empathy, you, you you can empathise with them. That that's that's more you know, quite often more important than than the, the clinical procedure that you're about to do. I'll stand by that
0: absolutely gonna, I 100% agree I with you i just me fist on the captured, table completely <laughs> captured there and, 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 and enthralled by what you were saying to you be <laughs> because you right. and ultimately that's it's, it's that's often forgotten and That's it's often the shame. reason we all get into it isn't it and i think, I think sometimes is. we can lose the the path yeah. we like to think yeah, you absolutely.
2: know especially i um, i've got to say I've, i from my you know personal experience from you know paramedics like to think of themselves as you know having the you know superman underpants on and you know running <laughs> towards the the, you know the incident while well, everybody's running the other way and feeling really important about it. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that part. Of course, I did. You know, r- walking into a house. You know, some some guy. You know, a real tough burly bloke coming out, going. Oh, I don't know how you do your job, but you know, f- for the most part, neither do I, mate. But here we go. I've got this set of skills, and 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 the, the core thing is, is that I I really care about that person that's inside. That's that's you know, for whatever the incident is. I'm thinking about an incident now. I can't tell you what it is, but it's, you know, it, that's, it's, that's what you carry with you. You, but you. But you've got to, you've got to surmount that and and provide that that care.
0: Mm-hmm. And Do part am, of that
2: care is being aware of your patient. And this is what yeah. we're trying to drive is to get people to be aware. I of, often
0: of, used to remind myself that this was my job, but this was that person's worst day of their life, yeah, actually. It's quite And right, I used yeah. to sit at the beginning of a shift and go myself, right, this is my dear job. But it's not their dear job. And this is exactly. a, if they're meeting me, something that's really bad's one. happened. Mm-hmm. So I've got to try and empathize with them in that respect for them, from one, that yeah. side. And I used to sit and I used to do that before I went on every shift or every time I went in a races, every time I went out that shop <laughs> yeah. floor. Because sometimes, you know, you do, you, you've got other things going on in your life of and it does have an impact and it does influence things. But you've got to be able to put a smile on your face and do your job really, really well and show that caring side. And I think that's really, really important. I love that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, next question, guys. I, I, I guess I'm curious about what the future holds for kind of your charity work and and you guys personally and and kind of your family life. And I, so, what what's what's the next steps in terms of the lobbying? And
1: well, and um, I only said to Steve uh, this morning. I said, "Be careful what you wish for, because everything that we're hoping to achieve for the charity looked like things are starting to happen now." Now, thinking about the future and the hope. The, the main thing, obviously, it goes without saying that there's going to be a cure for Asher syndrome, and it's not, not out of reach, it's not far-fetched, but first of all, we need to raise awareness, we need to spark up conversations in government, healthcare professionals, and the wider public. We need to have people recognising what Asher syndrome is, there needs to be more visibility, there needs to be more representation. There are so many fabulous individuals with autism syndrome all out there just living their life today and I want all these people to come forward and for me, personally, I'm happier in myself. You know, I've got two beautiful children and I always have that hope at the back of my mind that something can be done for my style. I have 5% less and if that was just to be halted, that would make me very happy you know, I hold on to the fact that it's not gonna get anywhere. So I have like a lot of hope with all the scientists all around the world that are working on a cure. Yeah. And that's what that's what I would like, that people just recognise Utter syndrome just the way they recognise another health condition. You know, like, the syndrome just there on the list. Oh, yeah, she's got it's a syndrome. It's very basic. It's the it's combined hearing and sight and we're all different. And we do have a marking on us, if you like. That the red stripe over like a red checker on a guy, doug Horner.
2: There is a, a lot of hope. I, I, I was part of a, a webinar yesterday evening, we we're talking to scientists in America um, was part of uh, that was been funded by the Foundation for Fighting Blindness, and they're they're ploughing millions of, of dollars into to research projects across the globe. The the, the treatment for RP for retinitis pigmentosa, um, th- there's been great leaps forward in in the genomic treatment of that agnostic genome treatments, stem cell treatments. There's a a, a, a lady in the Center for Life in Newcastle Melinda Leco um, and she's doing great work with stem cell research into into rp so that there is there's a there's a sort of an acceleration of, of treatments uh, of the of the progress within it because it's a bit like you you know you you start off from from a position with a you know a, a stage 1 research program and um, but you build on that so you know there's a there are a lot of stage 2 processes um programs now so so each one of those is is like a pyramid it's like maslow's triangle of needs have you got you know are you safe are you fed have you got an interest of you you know what what we're doing we're, we're we're sort of at the like level 2 now we we we've got that first stage covered and now it's getting better and better and, and there's a definite sense that you know big pharma are becoming interested in this because, you know, there's money to be made. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's, this is where it sort of drifts into being like a business, but, but it, that, that's the brutal truth of it. You know, there's, that's how things happen in, in pharmacology it's, it's it, you've, you've got to be able to make some money out of it to, to, to be able to, to push that, that research program forward. And there, there are, there's some great work being done in uh, Moorfields hospital. Professor Maria Musugi, um is is one of the the leading proponents of, of, of treatment for Usher syndrome. She's doing some great work, we're, we're in regular contact with her. Uh, and she's really hopeful for for breakthroughs. They're they're at stage two now. They're they're going through, towards um using a pig model. They've been doing. They've been uh, working with zebrafish. Who, who grow their own eyes back after being made blind. That's it, just, it, do you know what? I've, I, I, this is part of my my discovery, my journey into Usher syndrome. I thought I could just buy a couple of books and, and freestyle it and sort of, you know, I'll be all right. I'll read up on it and be fine. There are no books. There's a couple of research papers that, that we can have access to. There's still
0: very little on the internet it's, even now. It's just mental, isn't, isn't it? it? Mm-hmm. You, you, the, what, what they do, they,
2: they've forgotten more than we'll ever know. It's a bit like that. They, they, yeah. They're just mind blowing, literally what they know and what they're doing. And and so, the, you know, there's an element if you've just got to trust these people to get on with it. And that's part of we, you know, we, we're, we're trying to raise this money to give those people that opportunity to do, to, to do that for us.
0: That's amazing. That's
1: like, mind-blowing. It's, it? it it's is. absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> it is, it is. Absolutely mind-blowing, isn't it? It's like a main field as well, isn't it? It, it, like, is, understanding. it is, it its And we hope, like, the charity are going to try to make it more, more simple and have, like, resources for healthcare professionals to access this information, but also working on, like, better support and care pathway. Mm-hmm. Where it just this all starts from like the from like newborn screening, where early genetic testing will improve the quality of life, and also for the parent, when children have been diagnosed, that they have better support because it's still happening today where parents are finding out that their child had autism syndrome, they've not heard of it, mm-hmm. and then it goes back to the simple thing that I said before, that just need to be more aware. Yeah.
2: There's that that fear, isn't there? We 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 were in touch with a, a patient in um, in Essex, and uh, they, they, they've you know a trip to the audiologist, which you know, and and the um, optician wasn't it? The optician, sorry. I mean, it was fraught with fear because they they knew what was going to happen, and lo and behold, they turned up. What? Uh, oh, oh, the your your sibling has got Usher syndrome. What's that?
1: What? That, that only happened on. a few week ago.
2: You, you so shouldn't yeah. you should know that. Not it, isn't it? And it is the Jim. Come on. And it's a shame. And it nobody, have to be
1: nobody it. would want that because no. even the optician would not want anybody to be no. even saying that about them because because everybody put their, their all into their profession and this is when it's a crying trim and they just let down just because we don't know of them there. Yeah. And again, I think it's a certain responsibility that we have to the poor the healthcare professional and to be more equipped with this information. Yeah.
0: When you were sat in twenty fourteen, did you ever think you'd be <laughs> Where you are now talking to like a, a professor about Fisher We Grow their Eyes That's and, and a consultant at Moorfield at hospital and <laughs> exactly.
1: absolutely no idea. You know, it that is like a, a very strange part of this because I was first in Parliament twenty seven years ago. Because I've always worked like in the non-profit sector, and I used to work more for, like for like human rights that kind of thing. And I can still remember being in parliament, but it was more like a disability right. And to think I'm doing this like 27 years later for my own condition, like something, something quite heartwarming about it. And I hope that, it quite that it's all like meant to yeah. happen. And I'm gonna, I'm so. gonna have this chance mm-hmm. because. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've always um, been deaf, being deaf fang to me. I think that there's a mm-hmm. certain empowerment with deafness right now, particularly with all the latest recognition of sign language and very, very empowering to be a deaf individual now. But it's just a sight loss. It's something, it's, it's not fair. But there's mm-hmm. something about your sight that's so, so, so precious. And well, back to bit you know we're just, so
2: sight orientated aren't we as as a as a being, you know, but eyes are front and center of our face we're right there, you know yeah. so much is is just, visual in our world, and to to have that taken from me just seems yeah. desperately cruel
1: yeah and I, and I always believe that even people with first sight use their eyes a lot more for communication, mm-hmm. but this happened with like the pandemic, we could yeah. viewed people's to maybe with the mask. They didn't realise how much they lip reading and how much they were like watching oh, people's facial expressions. have got like a lot to be said about that, where you're watching people's faces and body Not language sure. and yeah. to help you be able to assess the person and, mm-hmm. and like relationships and so it on.
2: Is, it is crazy. We're going to, Man- we're going to Manchester, we're going to Westminster. <laughs> to Port Portcullis house. We've, we've, uh, we've managed to secure the Atley suite. Yeah. It's a uh, big conference room. But it's the
1: poor behind it. It's what? like the people that just, are coming forward now. And it's great, isn't it? I mean, it's I won't great. go into names, but just name that you're like, oh, oh, I, I remember him or I remember her. And they're all willing to to support. But what's going to happen? Who knows? That could take off. And...
2: I okay. think that I think that's your that that's that sense of responsibility that I keep uh, <laughs> I keep telling you is that you know you you can't you can't ignore this you I know, can't the,
1: the, have a quiet life you no. can't
2: no no this is it and we, we you know like you were saying in, you know in 2014 when I was sat there crying to be cornflakes at half seven in my uniform you know, after a night shift you know I never thought uh, you know that this would be this would be happening and and I, th- I think there's the, maybe that it's it's a reassurance. Um, and a vindication that, that that what we've managed to achieve with the APPG, uh, and, you know, and trying trying to convince ministers that this is worth backing, and that, that, that you know that, that this should be made law, that we we should have an act, we should this should be discussed in the House at the very least, you know that, that there should be more uh, more education centered around this, that you know the, 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 this. Maybe it's it's we are right that there are more people out there oh, that, that that need this uh, and it's just the fact that you know th- those bigger charities that that are there are just too busy doing other things
1: and they do great in what they do, but it's different It's like to a bigger charity like to concentrate on complex disability mm-hmm. well, to dwell because having a combined back here and tight fit into that category. But unfortunately, with us, it's just that we don't seem to have like any other mm-hmm. problem. And this is where it just gets diluted a little bit. Yeah. They do support you, but it's not just specific to Utter syndrome. And that's where, that's where I wouldn't say it's going wrong, but it's just recalled it like another 30 years pass, Yeah. That's and, it. and people just don't know. It's like a bit, I wouldn't say like a human right, but it's like, a, it's quite, it's quite well, it is. heartbreaking. I, I think that they're unrecognized yeah. and, mm. You live your life and nobody knows what your condition is. I think you is have it needs to stop now.
2: And I think because of your, your history of what what happened to you, it was just, just, that's, that's how it is. That, that video went viral for whatever reason it was. Well, you know, there are plenty of videos out there that are of a similar nature, but there was just something about that video that, touch people's hearts.
1: Yeah, people didn't so realise that it was because you, I'm going, I because think, yeah, I'm losing yeah. that's why it was like, thank you, thank
2: you. But you have been put in that position. Yeah, so it's down, it's down, it's down to you, kid. Sorry.
1: Yeah,
0: it. <laughs> it's down to you. I, <laughs> th- I think he's totally right. I think, I think it is quite a bit about your passion about it and that's mm. what
1: yeah.
0: shines out of you. It does, doesn't and, it? And you can, it and does, you, can hear it. It. you can hear it when you talk about it. You can you, you yes. hear it; it's it, every fibre you've been. You're absolutely going to not <laughs> take no for an answer about this, and that's that's <laughs> quite. In, no, that's, you, that's, but that's really I'm inspiring. Not, I'm not going to
1: stop. You can tell I'm not going to stop doing mm. something.
0: people, people like you I are think. inspiring, and they inspire other people, and that's what, and that's what happens mm. in, in in the world. I think I think that's a positive. Yeah. It, it
2: is. It's very. It's very. It's nourishing to be around. It can be. It's hard it, work. But Are you it, saying but that I'm way, hard work? I
1: mean, <laughs> in a way, it,
2: it, it's 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 exhausting but because it, it's, it's, it, a it it's a passion. It, it's this is not normal. Of course, it, you not. Know. like this even our like family now, family it?
1: life. It's like I'm, like our children. I mean, that morning, five and three and just their lives to be a bit different from other children. But but Only a not bit negative, though. but for an example, they cannot play on the stairs, they can't leave toys, like lying around at the top of the bottom of the stairs. So that's like certain rules in our household, and life's a bit different. But uh, we were just talking about this before, that like uh, because of my deafness, when I'm like sort of doing like bedtime stories or anything that's really like being in the moment with them, because it's like that communication where you you're really looking at each other. Yeah. And I I've, I do have a lovely bond with my children.
2: That's beautiful.
1: And yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I I think that to do with my tend mm-hmm. to alone. This
2: is the thing is it's not all bad. You know, it it is desperately sad in one sense. It's hard work. But, but, but in the, on the other hand, it's beautiful too. There's a, there's, there's some lovely parts to it and, and it's not without, it's not without the, you know, the realms of possibility. Everybody can do this. You know, even kids, I mean, I mean we, well, we say even kids that that they are resilient. Yes, they are. But so are people. If you just give them the chance, mm-hmm. you know, it's not impossible to, to just think, just give
0: yourself uh, a second.
1: I, yeah. Right, I'm I'm a child can have the empathy without knowing it to do it. That's
0: it, mm-hmm. yeah. It's amazing. I mean, the thing that uh, it's really come across to me, like, it is, I, I acknowledge that the, kind of the, there is that little bit of sadness about the vision deterioration, yeah, yeah. but actually, I don't see that from either of you. It's just hope, <laughs> and that's what that's what you can see. That's, that's, that's well, that's the bit. That that's yeah, lovely. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it is honestly, and that's quite a, a passionate thing to kind of see, and it's a lovely thing to see, and that's why your video envi- That's one hundred percent why your video went viral, yeah. in my opinion. It's people can see that, and people like to latch on to sure. that. Sure. People mm-hmm. need that, I think. I think yeah. uh, it's nice to be. Re- it's nice to be
2: told thank you very much. That's that's nice to to hear that because you, you do kind of yeah. get lost in the in the maelstrom of what's going on, and you know there's so much. When we were just saying before when we go home after this this recording we have we've got to go and have a a, a call about uh, charity governance. Yeah, we have to Goodness put a different me. hat on. How many hats have we got in the house? You know, it it, it, it <laughs> but but this is what we've, you know, this is the path we've chosen. This is, you know, because nobody else is doing
0: this. Yeah, and we want to do it. And we've got to do it. We've got to do it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. So the Usher's awareness day, 2nd of March, if people wanted to find some more information out about that, what would they do? How would they look up that?
1: Well, we do have information on our website and the share. I think the awareness is just about mainly for me is recognising the work of Charles Dusser. Now, Charles has just a his ophthalmology and to think he identified the condition in 1914, I think we owe it to this man to get talking about a syndrome in a continuation of his work. And I do the fun creative style to raising awareness and this is just by donning the red and white stripes and checkers to try to recognise and it goes a long way. Because even just like in nursery, because as I mentioned we've got the two small children, just by having like the red crayon and encouraging the children to colour in like the striped on a cane or a check on um, a guy, Doug Horner, as well as all these red things like a London scene, as you can imagine, like a red bus and a in a telephone box, that kind of thing. But it's just amazing in a young age how it just sticks in the memory that they put the, the red in there and we recognise what the red and white drives me in. And I also say that it's not just Usher syndrome. You have to remember, combined hearing and sight law, it affects people who are older. It's quite, it's quite common. Couldn't it to have hearing aids and you might also have a titler? to so it's just right across the board to recognise what the red side did mean.
0: I think, that's, I think that's an absolutely fantastic point to hand on. You's, you're both really inspiring people. It's been absolutely fantastic oh, to you. talk to you. So, your website again, just just to see if anyone wants yeah, to have a look? Yeah, um, org. Yeah, just type QRussia into Google, the other way yep. to do that, and go and have a look at it because it's a really interesting website and <laughs> there's a lot of good resources on that to have a little oh. look at.
1: Thank you. And there's so Thank many you. posters and there's so many like leaflets. And, and like I said, anybody can get in contact at any time. We'd be very happy to answer any question.
0: Absolutely. I'll make sure that information's available for everyone. Excellent. Thank you. Griff talking okay. to Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, guys. Cheers.
1: Thank you.